This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Y'all, I have put out so many episodes this past week (laughs) that Apple Podcast has literally changed my frequency to daily. I don't know who the hell I look like to y'all, but I definitely don't have a daily damn podcast, okay? This schedule I'm keeping is already keeping me busy as hell. I don't need to be putting out a damn podcast per day. But I got so inspired this week by some of our reality shows that I had to give y'all a new reality episode, a new unscripted episode for you guys. I want to talk to you about the encore, and I, of course... I want to talk about our girls over there in Potomac. They premiered, and that premiere, that 75 minutes gave us everything we needed it to give. Everything. I loved it. In the encore, woo-wee, from start to finish, they never fail us. I'm also going to touch on Beverly Hills because they're about to start working my nerves. And if they keep going down this route, I'm going to end up, stop talking about the ass all together. But that was a good ass episode of Beverly Hills too. It's your weekly reality episode of me and you, the Housewives of Marvel 2. Let's do it. Hey guys, this is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick host of the Me and You, The Housewives, and Marvel 2 podcast. A podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV, to the MCU, to the DCEU, to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! guys oh my god what i like i literally i couldn't decide if i was going to give you guys an unscripted episode because i literally like i said i've put out this will be the fourth episode within a week i don't put out that many episodes i do two a week i stick to my two but i had literally that special episode that i gave y'all we all dropped that big brother episode we'll be giving y'all those more frequently on amanda and donnie's podcast 
I gave you the low-key episode from last week, episode five, great episode. I gave y'all a Black Widow review. That was a good one. That was uh, less than an hour. That's a good one. Go listen to it if you haven't. If you haven't seen the movie. I saw that it made like, on Disney Plus alone, made like $60 million. That's crazy. That is insane that that many people bought it on Disney Plus. And it made like over 80 in a the movie theater. So, good googly moogly. That thing is juicy. Um, And now I'm here with the reality TV roundup episode. I wasn't going to do one, but I couldn't stay away. The episode of Encore this past week was so good. There was literally so much was happening within that hour. I literally looked up. I was like, oh, it's about to go off because this is way too much drama happening at one time. I look up. I still had half of the episode left. I was like, you know what? Carlos King, visionary. Visionary, vision, damn near, okay? I'm giving him all the credit. I give him credit for everything. Everything that goes right in reality TV, I give him the credit. Everything, okay? He gives God the credit. I give him the credit so he can get the credit to God, okay? I'm, uh, you know, the Clark sisters, me and them, we talk on a daily basis. They, you know, they that's my religious connection, okay? Listen, not only did the Encore give, Beverly Hills had a great episode. I don't want to go into uh, great length about that because I feel like I've beat that dead horse on every platform. Ooch, I didn't give y'all no memes last week, but, you know, it's too damn late now. But, you know, we had a long conversation about it on Clubhouse and everything else. I'm low-key sick of Beverly Hills. If they keep talking about this sudden and crystal shit, I'm going to go a fool. But, having said that, that petty-ass argument, that made for a great episode. That episode was perfect. Any of y'all saying that Crystal isn't a great housewife have zero taste, and that's just that on net. And you, uh, how do I say this? You like all your other stuck-up-ass housewives, and y'all are sitting up calling Crystal stuck-up. She should fit right in, you fuckers. Anyway, Potomac premiered, and that premiere, everything I needed it to give me, okay? That premiere from the laughs, from the drama, from the setup of the season, from the new body, the Nicki Minaj, she said, you're not with the new body, but the old body, you know, I'm... Whew, that episode, everything fantastic. I'm going to touch on Beverly Hills first, and then I'm going to get more in-depth with the Encore and uh, Potomac. I really just want to touch on Sudden and Crystal really quickly. Sudden, you sat there, and you cried. Got all upset, acting as if it was because Crystal was in the room or at the table, and you don't like being around people. I don't like being around people that I don't get along with. It's just sad. I'm, I'm, I'm just so, I'm hurt. I'm offended. She said all of that. Girl, shut that. Uh, sudden, really? Your ass got flustered when you didn't have a gift for Garcelle, and so now you took it out on Crystal. Anybody with eyes and half of a brain could see that shit. Now Kyle, of all people, got to baby you. And you know Kyle don't like to baby nobody else because Kyle needs to be babied at a moment's notice. So she's like, look, I can't be giving you all the baby and when I'm going to need some baby in the uh, next five damn minutes. If Kat to say anything sideways about Kim, I'm going to fool. I'm going to be crying, looking crazy. If y'all tell me that Teddy is boring, I'm going to go crying, upset. If y'all tell me that Lisa Vanderpump sent the bill to my table, I'm going to be crying, upset, really. You know, so Kyle don't need no extra stress and pressure on her life. Nunnington. Nunnington, okay? And she had to pull Sutton aside to go and see what was wrong. And she had all these cute, you know, I'm getting a new puppy and, you know, I'm moving. Look, 
poor people, we call that a wonderful life. We call that success. And it's stressing you out to the point of tears. Girl, if you can't afford it, stay in that little ass house that you're in. Don't try to go outside of your means. I don't know what to tell you if it's stressing you out that damn much. Why is it stressing you out that damn much? It shouldn't be. Oh, son, you are just, you're exhausting. Crystal came over there after they start, of course, you know, she's, Taking the focus completely off of Garcelle. It's her birthday. But Sutton has drawn focus all the way to her. She got to be the center of attention. She had to work for that diamond. (laughs) She had to work for that diamond. (laughs) You know what I mean, okay? Crystal come over there. You know, she's trying to figure out what's going wrong. And she's like, you, you're the problem. Crystal like, wait, what? (laughs) I was talking, what? I did it? What? Me? What? I, what I do, I'm with Crystal. I'm like, wait, what the hell Crystal do? Crystal ain't did shit but give Garcelle a gift and smile. Hell, Crystal could have been at home with her kids and her rich-ass Disney husband, okay? I just told y'all Black Widow made all this damn money over the weekend. That lady could have been at home spending some of that Black Widow money. Now, I don't think he had nothing to do with that, but still, he probably getting some of that money, okay? He be in them Disney meetings, okay? The man got money to be buying uh, $100,000 purses. I'm sure he got Black Widow money, Okay? Oh, y'all gonna be to stress me out. Look, all it is, she called the girl pants ugly. Nothing was wrong with them damn pants. Now, the, the blouse was a little lacking, but the pants were just fine. Actually, you know what? I'm anxious to see what y'all say about Giselle's pants because Giselle's little two-piece in this episode in the premiere of Potomac, the pants actually look just like Crystal's, just another color. So I'm excited to see if y'all gonna be, uh, you know, hypocrites and call her shit ugly. Or if you're going to stick to what you had said it did and you're going to say, oh, no, they look pretty just like crystals. I'm going to see. Look, I be watching y'all. I be watching the hypocrisy, okay? The hypnosis. I be watching the hypocrisy. I see it all, baby. I see it all. All that to say, oh, Beverly Hills, I can't keep talking about this now. I want y'all to have one last conversation and let this shit go. Let's go ahead and get into this Erica Jane shit. I want to see her scamming these people out their damn money. I want to see somebody chasing Erica Jane down the goddamn street with an umbrella like uh, Robin and Monique on season three of Potomac. That's what I want to see. I want to see them chasing out her saying, bitch, you owe me some motherfucking money. That's what I want to see. I'm don't, I don't want to see Crystal and Sudden fight for the rest of the season over this. I will say, though, Crystal, you gagged her ass. You gagged her ass when you told her you were jealous. We knew what you meant. Us real Bravo fans knew exactly what you meant. Crystal, at the beginning of the season, got announced as a full-time housewife. Got announced as a full-time housewife. Sudden was still struggling and fighting for her life to get that diamond. She wound up with it, but Crystal knew what was up. Crystal, that was her way of breaking the fourth wall and saying, Nah, nanny, boo-boo, bitch, I got your diamond. Ooh, is you mad, ho? Ooh, I think you mad, ho. Boom, boom, boom. I see. I think she mad. I I saw right through that. We all saw right through it. Crystal, I love it. Now that, that was a power move, Crystal. Okay. I'm all into it. You know what? I'm not spending no more time. No more time on Sudden and Crystal because Lord knows I've given them a much enough energy this week. I'm, I'm, you know what? Matter of fact, I'm about to be hunky dory, just like Kathy said, and I'm about to go find Nemo. Let me go over to the encore. This show has no business, no business being as good as it is. Like, no, for real. 
for real. No business being as good as it is. We start off with half of the damn house cooking breakfast and they making like a big ass breakfast. Like they work at Waffle House or something or IHOP or, or, or Denny's. They making like big ass bison steaks, eggs, Belgian waffles, potatoes. I mean, goddamn. No wonder y'all be so damn out of breath practicing them damn steps. All the damn syrup and bacon in your stomach. I know. I know you can't. I know you got to be winded than a motherfucker. Look, I'd be out of breath like a, a damn heart healthy patient too. <laughs> Felicia, Fallon, and Keely are downstairs cooking their portion of the breakfast and they're talking about how trash of a queen Aubrey is. Child, once again, the person being talked about is standing right on the other side of the door, listening to everything that's being said. Aubrey immediately walks off with Lamisha's uh, tiny from escape looking ass. Who can I run to when I need love? Yeah, oh, y'all, okay. Hold on, y'all better, better sign me. I can take candy place. I sound better than candy. There... They're meaning Aubrey, Misha, and uh, Ireland, Scotland, London. They're outside venting about the twins, always wanting to control things and produce the records and all of this stuff. But look, what y'all gonna do about it? You either need to knock if you buck at this point and quit talking about it or, or you know, do something because y'all constantly saying that the twins producing everything. Y'all just go produce a song. Go produce a song. It's that easy. Go produce a song. Side note, this show constantly reminds me of how much I love Nivea's voice. I love her voice so much. They, every now and then, they just have a clip of her in the studio. And when she's singing, I literally close my eyes every single time. I start rocking side to side, back and forth. I'm just in my own little world. I'm like, you know what? Lil Wayne, the dream, I get it. Because this voice just, it takes me to a high planet too. I, I get it. Nivea, I've been pulling out your old CDs and everything. Good, you, well, not old CDs, child. I ain't got shit to play them on. But I got Apple Music, okay? <laughs> I got that at least. Damn, I mean, I can, I found something to play it on. And you'll be all right. So, 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 see the baby. See the pops up and ask for their group name. And they announce it's called blueprint i like that i like blueprint i like that i like pink print better shout out to onika mirage but you know jay-z said blueprint so i'm gonna let y'all live okay he named it the album y'all naming it the group you're trying to follow on some good steps you know i i feel what you're doing there i see you you know y'all trying to get y'all a, a beyonce and not a, a ronnie devoe oh no i'm sorry i'm shamari i'm just playing come on the podcast girl i'm just playing <laughs> Cedar also announces that they're having a listening party that they're going to do for their ex-group members. Ooh. See, once they find that out, then it's time to dun, 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 vote for a new queen. Fallon gets two votes. Lamisha gets two votes. And Aubrey gets two votes. Now, according to the queen's mandate, because... Apparently, that's the thing. <laughs> the reigning queen gets to decide the casting vote. Now, keep in mind, I told y'all earlier that Aubrey's raggedy ass was the queen currently. Fallon is like, uh-uh. 
See, I don't like that. What I I feel like what you're doing, I feel like you in collusion. <laughs> I feel like you're in collusion. See, y'all don't know what movie that's from. What movie is that from? Collusion. <laughs> what black movie is that from? Collusion. That's from Set It Off. I hope y'all figured it out. See, I... I be quoting black shit around her. I don't be knowing if y'all know what I'm talking about or not. I quote it anyway, and I know some of y'all be like, I caught that reference. I be like, yeah, okay. You better catch my references. Y'all remember when they came and robbed that bank, and they found out that them bank robbers lived in the same neighborhood as uh, Vivica Fox? They were like, see, now what if you're in collusion with these bank robbers? She said, collusion? Collusion? See, <laughs> how did I get here? Anyway... But after all that ranting that Fallon does, Aubrey ends up selecting Lamisha to be the new queen. Everybody, you know, pretends to be happy. Then Lamisha gets her crown. Can I just take a moment to say how ugly the queen's crown is? <laughs> Not to be confused with the queen's gambit, okay? Not the queen gambit, the queen's crown. When I think of like an overstated crown, I think of Beyonce at the Grammys when she was pregnant with the twins. You know, that's what I think of. You know, that long 10 minute performance. It was everything. She ate. She ate that shit and the crown was everything. It was giving ocean. The Yoruba princess or goddess of fertility and love and, and purity. Now see, the crown that they use on the encore... Yeah. It looks like it's been worn by, like, a goddess that I like to call Lil Boosie Boo. Like, the god of ratchetry, the god of hot Cheetos, the god of dill pickles, and the god of Budweiser. I don't know. The crown just gives, like, I'm about to walk up to the corner store and get some scratch-offs. You know what I mean? Like, that crown just, it, mm, it doesn't do it for me. It really, it steals focus every time it's on my screen, and I don't like that. Felicia goes upstairs after the meeting to kind of clear the air with Aubrey. Aubrey feels disrespected because she heard that convo between the twins and Keely. Felicia was like, well, Elijah came to us and said you were spreading rumors and talking shit. Baby, Aubrey starts explaining herself and she goes off snitching on Elijah Talking about, well, he said, I don't need to have a dick swinging contest with a bunch of women. She reporting back all of that man's business. And you know, you know damn well the twins are going to confront any bullshit that you bring to them. See, that's why they're good reality TV, okay? They understand the assignment. This is history class. And they wrote their book report on the Underground Railroad. Not, not not the one that Portia was talking about. The network that Harriet Tubman used to lead enslaved people to freedom. Other people on reality TV do not understand the assignment, okay? They show up to history class and they've done a book report on if Timmy, if, uh, what is it? If it takes Timmy 25 minutes to get from point A to point B, how long does it take Sarah to get to point D to C? See, somehow they still wind up with an answer being a historical figure. I don't know how that works out, okay? Actually, you know what? Let me do another math problem because those names don't sound like they don't sound like nobody I know. Hold on. Redo. If it takes Trenisha <laughs> 25 minutes to get from point A 
to point B, how long will it take Ray Davion to get from point C to point D? Okay, see that? That that sounds a little more believable, and that sounds like some names that will pop up on the encore too. So <laughs> that, let's make this shit believable, okay? The twins confront Elijah, and they tell him everything that Aubrey said, and that man denied everything, no matter the flashbacks or nothing. He was like, mm, I ain't say that. <laughs> but most importantly, Elijah had on a cow print, two-piece, long-sleeve suede set. Child, listen, he might have been mooing like a cow, but when I tell you he wrapped Aubrey's ass up like some bacon. <laughs> he wrapped Aubrey's ass up. They brought her downstairs and he got in her whole ass. He said, you're manipulative as fuck. And when people, you know, were hanging up on your jigsaw looking at, he didn't say that, but I kind of inferred it. I defended you and I comforted you. Elijah said, I mean, Aubrey said, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. And Elijah was like, well, I'm sorry, you're manipulative as fuck. Oop, child. Aubrey left the room and talked about how all, she, she was just over it. She's all over this whole experience. Elijah said, that's what happens when you catch somebody in a lie. When you catch somebody that was signed to Bad Boy Records in a lie. Oh, let me stop before, uh, <laughs> before Diddy sent his goons after me. And by goons, I mean Mason, Pastor Pam, Long Braids, having ass and, and I'll be sure, I guess. See, I know he, I know I'll be sure Oh, Diddy a couple of favors because he been raising his child all these years. The child, the Illuminati go come after my ass. Let me, <laughs> let me quit playing with Diddy before I wind up in a damn ditch somewhere. Fallon said, y'all should have just elected me as the queen if y'all wanted to sound amazing and, you know, get shit done. And baby, Misha caught that shade. She said, you shitting on me, right? Of course, Misha and Fallon end up going at it like they always do every single episode, every single episode, every single episode. Now, do I love it? Yep. <laughs> Cosign, the producer, made a speech and he says something to the effect of like there are too many cooks in the kitchen and we have this drawing board for a reason. And that shit pissed the twins off to the maximum. They left and everybody is just like, well, damn. <laughs> Felicia goes off upstairs and says, like, what female producers do you know? Like, it's so true, though. Like, not even, like, defending them because they're my favorites. Y'all know I love the messy-ass twins. But seriously, like, what female producers do y'all know? Like, you can name some, but, like, it's so far and few between. Like, they don't get nearly as much shine as male producers do. The twins, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I know I was going to make this opportunity. The twins are just feeling really unappreciated. Oh, how did, <laughs> hold on. Candy, I'm coming for your job for real. See, I can, I can match them notes with uh, Latasha and uh, Tamika, not Tiny, because I don't know what notes Tiny be hitting, but when Tiny hit them, she hit them, okay? It's just, you know, few and far between. Anyway, Candy, watch the job, okay? Ooh, not, I hope Carlos and Todd don't listen to this. I'm just playing. Don't, I'm, Candy, your job's safe. I'm coming for, uh, who you don't like? Probably Tamika. No, Latasha, you don't like her. I'm coming for Latasha's job, okay? <laughs> Candy, don't, don't sue me. Now, keep in mind, 
as all of this shit is going on, they go upstairs. Aubrey's whole damn mattress is gone. Her Tempur-Pedic, her uh, 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 memory foam, her Serta, it, it's all, it, it's gone, okay? Box spring and all. Child, she took the box spring with her. You know what? <laughs> Girl, where is you at? And why did you take your mattress but leave your drawers? Like, I don't understand that. I can make assumptions, but, you know, that that might take this podcast from a, a rated R to a rated X, so I'm not going to do that. But, of course, in true reality TV form, Aubrey left a note. See, y'all got to remember, Aubrey, she's good on this show, too. And the reason being, she's done this before. Aubrey has done reality TV many, many times and she does the reality tv that we watch okay <laughs> that we all watch okay so aubrey ain't new to this she's like look let me leave a letter and have these people thinking i'm really goddamn gone she said you know that damn producer been talking bad about a bitch and i'm ready to go that's basically what it said she didn't say it like that but i'm trying to summarize for y'all i ain't got time to read that long ass letter the next day they're trying to forget about aubrey's ass and work towards this damn listening party the twins and Pam are getting along, and Pam sounded good on the song that they actually threw her on. Is it me? Or as this show goes on, are people like, I don't know, people are sounding much better than they were at first, it feels like. Even Misha hit a note in that last episode, and I was like, okay, Mish, okay, Mish, because at first I was like, Oh, no, Mish, that ain't, mm-mm, that's not your ministry. No, Mish, you in Irish, you in Ireland, Scotland, London, y'all can, y'all can take y'all ass on now. Side note, Lamisha, your new confessional look, that's the best we've seen you look on this damn show. You looked the fuck good, good with the D and the T. I don't like to tear people down without, you know, kind of lifting them up when I get the opportunity. And the way me should be singing on this show, I need to take every opportunity I can <laughs> to lift her up, okay? <laughs> Child, Aubrey shows the fuck back up and starts doing her apology tour like Nene did when them folks went film with her ass on The Housewives. <laughs> After folks started accepting her apology... They go to the basement and they start rearranging the order of the songs. Unfortunately, not everybody is down there. Now, y'all know this isn't going to go well with the rest of the group. Somehow, everybody winds uh, like winds up upstairs talking about that song, Talking, which is like a big point of contention in the house. Fallon and Felicia are actually arguing, which, you know, we don't rarely see in this damn show at all. You know, they're a tag team. They don't play. They're arguing about whether or not the song, the song should be included in the lineup. Baby, they go the fuck at it, okay? Fallon at one point had to tell Felicia, don't come at me like that. <laughs> they end up, at least for now, saying, okay, let's scrap it. Let's not talk about the shit anymore. Let's just scrap the song. Honestly, in this scene, it's Lamisha's sister, Ireland, Scotland, London, for me, okay? She said, it seems like for the first time, the twins are fighting with each other. 
I'm never, never surprised at anything that comes out of their mouth. I wasn't shocked when uh, I first met them. I'm not shocked now. I'm not shocked at their wigs. I'm not shocked at how wide they are in their asses when they walk away. Okay, Irish, <laughs> you better throw some shade. Okay, you can't throw them vocals, so you you better know how to throw some shade. I know that's right, Irish. You doing that? Okay. See, as they go along, even even the people that you know are kind of in the background on the show, even they starting to you know come up and up and up and up a little bit. Okay, a nine person cast, and they all pulling their part. I love to see it. Later on. Fallon pulls Felicia aside and addresses everything. Aubrey is once again thrown under the bus. (laughs) But it's really the next scene when shit gets really real. Half of the house is downstairs working on tracks and the order and all this kind of stuff. And Fallon is in the kitchen and she can hear everything. They're talking about not having any quote unquote club bangers and needing cosign to give them a hit, and yada, 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 and baby, Fallon couldn't wait to run upstairs and snitch to Felicia, and I fucking love it, okay? And of course, Aubrey's name comes the fuck up again. (laughs) Felicia jumped up like she was at the damn Olympics, and she goes downstairs to confront them, and Fallon is right there in tow. They go to confront the stuff and the girls in the background are hilarious. Shamari is looking like, wait, what the fuck going on? <laughs> What's happening? They're tag team and Aubrey because they feel like them as producers aren't being appreciated. Misha as queen jumps in the middle and explains that there's like this big misunderstanding and that bangers isn't the correct term. They meant up tempo they should open with an up-tempo song. They get right back in Aubrey's ass like a colonic, okay? But Aubrey gets frustrated because she feels like no one is sticking up for her. Suddenly, Misha vents and says she's sorry, like the twins are, you know, singing lead on everything, and that they, like, you know, they, like, look, that's, that shit isn't true. Like, I <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying this. None of that shit is true. They going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now Fallon and Felicia once again want to be taken off all the records and say that Misha can have their parts and that they aren't producing a motherfucking thing anymore. A motherfucking thing, okay? Child, don't y'all scare Aubrey, okay? Y'all know she'll take off at the the blow of the wind, okay? Y'all will have to drive all over Atlanta, up and down and around and around, all up and down Peachtree looking for Aubrey ass if y'all scare her off again. Listen... The Encore, yet another A-plus episode. A-fucking-plus. Everything about it. Wow, Bethany. Wow. Now, that was an episode, okay? I just... I can't applaud this show enough. I don't know how many we actually have left. I don't know the episode total of The Encore. I'm guessing, like, maybe somewhere between 8 to 10 is my guess. But I... I don't want it to end. I want to know if there's going to be a season two. I want to know if there's going to be a season three. I want to know if they're going to do this with men one time. I need to know if they're doing it with women again. What groups are they going with? I need to know it all. I'm going to DM Carlos and see what the hell he's saying because I need a thousand more seasons of this show and I need him producing. Let me go ahead and jump into that premiere episode of Potomac. Hey. 
Have you guys checked out The Dip? It's the site that allows you to read articles about some of your favorite shows written by experts and fans focused on depth, not on clicks. Their personalized subscription site allows you to follow high-quality coverage surrounding the shows that you love and the shows you love only. I just got done reading an article about WandaVision, you know, one of my favorite MCU projects, and it said the only logical follow-up is Howard the Duck. It's insane. I mean, I love it. Check out the link in my podcast episode description. Click around on some of those articles and sign up for the dip today. Before I jump into Potomac with my thoughts, let me actually throw it over to my girl, Kaya, from the Bravo Wild Black Podcast, one of my fellow co-hosts from the Melanated Bravo Club on Clubhouse. Y'all make sure y'all follow us on there, join us. We have three rooms a week. They're all ridiculous, all as ridiculous as the last room. Make sure y'all join us. Let me throw it over to Kaya, who's going to give y'all her overall thoughts on that amazing Potomac premiere. Hey, this is Kaya from the Bravo Wild Black Podcast, and I want to talk about Potomac. Baby, talk about premieres. 75 minutes of pure money, glow up, drama, respect, disrespect, shadiness. Like, the back and forth between Karen and Giselle, although it was only the last four minutes of the episode was just such an immaculate, classic Housewives feud. It got my heart pumping. Even without the last few minutes of the episode, this whole premiere is amazing. From the storylines, to the home life, to the shade in the confessionals. Like, I know you caught that. And meeting Mia. Oh, love her already. Wendy's glow up is like, that's like, uh, not even a, a season one to season two glow up. That was like a season one to season five glow up. I mean, she looks so damn good, and Eddie looks fine as hell. Um, Robin was definitely relatable as she usually is. A lot of people are suffering, or were suffering, still suffering from like this p- pandemic depression, and I'm just glad that she like spoke on it. As far as Giselle, ain't nothing that we didn't see coming in those fashion choices. God, I love that woman. Um, who else am I missing? Ashley is so cute, pregnant. Dean is like the coolest baby. He always knows what's up. Karen and Ray, I am really praying and hoping that this vow renewal that they have restructured really works because I don't want to see them break up. I just love this cast. I love these women. Candace is also giving. I like to see her come into mommy mode. What a refreshing, nice palate cleanser, you know, before we go in to Rony Tuesdays and I have to drag all the racists. But I want to know what you guys think. What do you think, Kendrick? Like, I absolutely love this episode thank you for letting me send in a voice note love you i've never agreed with a voice note more i'm just saying the premiere starts off with the ladies and their beautiful everybody looks amazing their beautiful confessional looks for this season describing the past year meaning season five you know we're in season six Ooh. They're ready to get it cracking, and I'm ready to watch. That small clip of what's to come, ooh-woo, baby. 
Potomac always gives what needs to be given. The episode officially opens with Wendy dancing butt ball naked as a way to invite the other ladies to her nude interlude party. Put your hand on my shoulder. Wendy and Eddie are so motherfucking fine. Let me tell you. <laughs> Woo! I always say if I could pick a couple from Potomac to be with, it would absolutely be Robin and Juan. Y'all know that, okay? You following on Instagram, you damn well know that. But Wendy and Eddie, that's a good ass backup to have. Like that's 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 a good problem right there, okay? We get quick scenes of all the ladies, including Robin and Juan in front of their house that's being built, and Candace in her new home. Candace, that house is nice, like real nice. But damn, six bedrooms, seven baths, child. How many kids y'all finna have? I, ooh, I wish the fuck I would. That's too many. <laughs> that's too many rooms for a serial killer to hide in. Y'all know how I feel about people having too many damn rooms. I'm just saying. Ashley and Michael are very, very close to welcoming their second child together, and of course. The first thing we talk about is when the last time they had sex. And of course, that means Ashley is worrying that Michael is going to cheat on her. Listen, that seems like a stressful ass existence. Okay. Having to constantly wonder if a man is going to step out on you. Ooh, I sound old as fuck. Tell me about some damn stepping out. You know what? <laughs> That's some shit my daddy used to say back in the day. I'm like, what What happened with them? Why they yelling? Oh, she called him stepping out on them. Not stepping out, child. <laughs> having to constantly wonder if a man is stepping out on you because you're carrying his child and can't give him sex. See, Ashley and Michael always give me coworker energy when they on screen. Anyway, it's I just I don't know some about them together. I, Ashley is sweet enough online. She a mess on this damn show, but watching them together is who I I don't know. Giselle comes over to Kiki with Candace in her new castle, and we find out that the bonus kids, meaning Chris's kids, of course are visiting because COVID means they're doing virtual schooling. What killed me <laughs> during this whole scene was the fact that they have a Dorothy room in the house with a life-size cutout of Dorothy in it. Dorothy, I know you fucking lying to me. If I had to imagine you walking through the house, butt ass naked, trying to go and pee and you walk back to your room and you peek in there and you see Dorothy staring at you and you and, and Dorothy down in Miami or where the hell, wherever the hell she really live in. Child out to see that. I told y'all all them damn rooms, enough room for a serial killer. That shit would scare the hell out of me. Child, Chris will never be able to escape Dorothy for the rest of his life. Anyway, life is good for Candace though. The house, beautiful. The NBA program, Beautiful. Chris is cooking. Beautiful. Giselle's relationship with Jamal. Record scratch. That shit is bad. Okay. She is blaming it on COVID. But honestly, Candace is thinking what most people are. Did that very public embarrassment at the last reunion fuck things up? Well, regardless, 
one thing they can agree on, neither one of them is fucking with Karen Huger. <laughs> side note, hilarious side note, actually. I did watch What Happens Live with Karen Huger and MJ from uh, Shards of Sunset, and I got to ask a question on the after show. Listen, Karen did what she usually does whenever she has a platform, and she spent the entire time shading the hell out of Giselle. Child, I keep saying, though I like Potomac, I, though I think Potomac is Giselle's show, you know, I, I consider her the MVP OG. The MVP OG. Did I just coin that? Copyright, if I did. Karen needs to hope like Giselle never leaves this show because Lord, who the hell would she shade? The shade between these two is always so fucking hilarious and so good i don't want either one of them to leave i feel like we all have our preferences like even those of us that like giselle more or those of us that like karen more you don't want to see this show where one is without the other like there it feels like nene and kim but not as dark sometimes you know nene and kim got pretty dark sometimes i think giselle and karen just love to hate each other and that's really the bottom line. Karen kind of like makes it seem like she really cares about Giselle and wants the best for her child. Don't nobody believe that shit. <laughs> what we can gather from Giselle and Candace's conversation, though, is that they're ready to basically double team Karen's ass whenever they get the chance. And Karen seems like she's ready to go to war, too. So we're in for yet a hell of another season, people. Buckle the fuck up. Wendy is looking the fuck good okay they show wendy going to get them balloons blown up <laughs> and wendy is as happy as a clam okay i know eddie is happy too loud because wendy the girls the twins <laughs> the cousins they looking good wendy you got them things sitting up okay money well spent go ahead wendy we cut over to Robin and Juan, and them producers can't wait to ask her when she's getting married. And Robin pussyfooted around that question all night long. Come on, Mary J. Blige. Child, she like, you know, we building a house. We homeschooling the children. We meeting Jay-Z and Beyonce at the Rock Nation brunch later on. We just, you know, we we just can't get murdered right now. We can't get murdered, you know, Baltimore. We can't get murdered right now. Not, not right now. What I love, though, what I do love is Robin and Juan having the conversation about Robin being unmotivated during the pandemic. There are lots of people out there who can actually relate to this. Whether you stopped working out during the pandemic or you didn't want to get out of bed or had, you know, bouts of depression and loneliness because you're an extrovert that kind of, you know, relies on other people to get your energy. There are a lot of people who struggled in a ton of different ways during this time. Then they started talking about having a little girl and child. Y'all know I moved the fuck on because kids make me itch. Okay. Before I get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, a.k.a the dinner party let me actually throw it over to samaj from the me i am canceled podcast he had some thoughts overall about the episode and i couldn't agree more as well hey kendrick it's samaj from the me i am canceled podcast and all i want to say is we don't play in the pee honey 
don't sleep on Potomac. Our girls are back. They are ready. They are maybe better than ever. Oh my god, that was such a good premiere. That premiere gave us everything. It had comedy. It had drama. It had titties and nipples. It had plastic surgery. It had new blood. It had our favorite feud. It really had everything. I mean... From Robin putting her child in a headlock, explaining her frustration about being at home with them in the quarantine, saying she needs nine hours of sleep, saying she starts her day between 12 and 2. I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, uh, who amongst us has not started a day at 2 p.m., a sensible 2 p.m.? I really loved Candace getting a new home. The shady Bravo editor is saying that she sold the other house for 799000 Unnecessary, but you know what? This is why we're here, right? To catch the shade. Um, and I love that uh, she low-key got a steal. $1.1 million. That was it for six bedrooms, seven bathrooms, and 10.5,000 square feet. Um, anyone who watches Million Dollar Listing knows that's a steal. And honestly, you thought they might have charged her more because, you know, she's a housewife now. But good for her. Like Giselle said, you know, raising in George and moving on up. And I really got that vibe when I saw that she had a pot filler at her uh, stove. And I learned about pot fillers from our good friend Monty over at Mixing with Monty. Pot fillers, you know, save you a trip from the sink to the stove. So also want to talk about uh, Karen becoming a plant mom. Love that journey for her. Karen still, literally still chasing Ray around the house. Ray doing everything he can to get away from her. Um, Vim possibly still going through with this. Um, so twice we had to do it. Nice vow renewal, not renewal. Don't say it. She said don't say it. And also her dropping at the end of the episode, that Sing Sing reference. Did she read Mariah's book? I felt like she read Mariah's book and is trying to uh, put Jamal and... Uh, jail in the same sentence and i'm excited to see that development also speaking of new developments dr wendy i think she's gonna be that girl she's gonna be the girl this season like you know she was very heavy in the trailer she introed the first 30 seconds of the show dr wendy i think she's gonna be at the moment this year and i'm also really excited to see what that midsummer party was and speaking of parties uh wendy's nude interlude party amazing Although I do want to say, I think only Robin and Karen understood the assignment. It said, please wear nude. Uh, Giselle wore something off of the Ants movie set or Bugs Life. You know, take your pick. Um, Mia wore something very frilly. Ashley wore white. Um, and Candace had diarrhea. She, she could not show. She was uh, busy at the commode. But, you know, I guess um, reading and following directions, as well as math, as we saw tonight, was also not their strong suit. But I really do think we're in for a great season. Excited to see Mia. Excited to meet a Scully, Robin's friend. Once again, I agree with everything in that voice note. Except I actually love Giselle's look at Wendy's party. I loved it. Let me tell you something. I always say there are certain colors that look amazing 
against black girl skin. Now see that it was a nude party, so I knew they were gonna kill it anyway. Giselle with her complexion, you know, she's a, a fair skinned, a lighter skinned black woman. That chocolate against her skin, I loved. Now y'all might've hated the actual outfit itself, but I thought the color overcompensated for everything. Y'all go leave Giselle the hell alone, okay? Let's jump into Wendy's party. I laughed so damn hard when Wendy was having them boys taste those titty cupcakes and ask them, okay, what are they? The boys said, uh, chocolate? <laughs> I know that's right. Keep your innocence, okay? Because when you become an adult, it all goes downhill from there. Giselle is the first to arrive, and despite what everybody tells you, like I said, Giselle looks good. Robin showed up. She looked the fuck good, okay? Their messy asses immediately went over to the table setting because keep in mind, Wendy isn't downstairs yet. She's still up in the bat cave getting her wig rotated, you know, her titties bounced and her face beat, okay? That's her prerogative. They get over there and they notice that one of the place settings says Mia. Mia? Now, who the fuck is Mia? The only Mia I acknowledge is Mia X from No Limit Soldiers. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> Mia, of course, is being introduced as Karen's friend. <laughs> They're saying, you know, they've been friends and met through a business opportunity, child. Them damn throwback pics of them hanging out look real recent. They they were given real yesterday. You know? <laughs> they were given real start of the season. You know, I'm just saying. I could tell by Karen's wigs, okay? <laughs> now, I said, of course, she's being introduced as Karen's friend because Karen is down a couple of friends. I mean, Monique is gone. That's the elephant in the room. Monique is gone. That was her best buddy, her best good girl. At this point, I think Ashley is her bestie, and child, you can't count on Ashley Darby as a friend. I'm just saying, don't even fool yourself, okay? We find out that Candace isn't coming because she has the boo-boo. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been saying boo-boo on this podcast way too often lately. They think it's because she's not ready to see Karen yet, but... I just think Karen has, I mean, Candace has the BGs, the bubble guts. I don't think it's that deep. I, Candace really has never been afraid to confront an issue like that. You know, she she usually read up to, ready to show up and be messy. And if she knows that Giselle is going to be there to back her up and to shade Karen right along with her, I don't know why she wouldn't have came. Mia and Karen stroll in last, or should I say they Wendy slithered in last, and now it's time to get this shit cracking. We start getting to know Mia a little bit, and we find out that she's an entrepreneur. She owns chiropractic offices all up and down the East Coast. She's got three kids, I think 12, 7, and 3 or something like that. And oh yeah, she has grandchildren because her husband is either 30 years older than her, or 32 years older than her, or 38 years older than her. Child, listen, her doing math was fucking killing me, okay? Just because she owns businesses, that don't mean she got to be good at basic kindergarten math, okay? Y'all leave that lady the hell alone. Child, Wendy looks good, okay? Them titties got Wendy feeling amazing. Their names are Happy and Ness. So together, they're happiness. We love happiness. We love to see it. 
Wendy must have felt that Mia was asking her one too many questions. Because she said, well, what work have you gotten done? Because it looks like a lot. Damn, Wendy. <laughs> Damn, child. Wendy was like, look, I told y'all I got some tweaks with this boob job. Now leave me the fuck alone, okay? Mia didn't get offended, though. I love that. She said, oh, absolutely. You know, I've gotten my boobs done four times. You know, I get Botox every four weeks. Got lipo, rhinoplasty, dialysis, colonoscopy, uh, ketosis, all that shit, girl. She even said, you know, she's gotten her clit rotated. Woo. Woo, I know you tired. Damn. I know that's right. Mia got a new body. You ain't fucked me. You fucked the old body. Shout out to old Nika Mirage again. Nika, you got to cut me a commission check. I've been giving you way too much free shine on this damn podcast. Either you or Birdman or Lil Wayne got to cut me some money. I know it ain't going to be Birdman. You know, he don't, allegedly, he don't pay the people. So, you know what? I'm getting in real bad with the Illuminati. Let me quit. It comes up that Candace isn't there. And Robin says, you know, I think it's because she isn't ready to see you, Karen. Child. Ashley says she doesn't think her and Candace will ever see eye to eye either. Wendy said, you know, I just, I want everybody to be good. And Giselle said, you know, that'll never happen because I hate Karen. (laughs) Baby, that's all it took to get our central OGs to set it off. Giselle says she's ready to spread all of Karen's business all in the streets, one little piece, one little nugget at a time, little by little. Karen said, Giselle, you know you've got a hot box between those legs. That's why you can't never keep a man. Giselle said, Ray's dick doesn't work. Karen said, Jamal's dick is in every vagina. And whoo, my head was spinning. It was like I was watching a game of tennis. I was looking across the other field. Then I looked back to the right. Then he hit it. He volleyed the ball. Then she hit it right there, right by the ring. And I was just, whoo, Lord. I just felt like my neck was about to break trying to keep up with all this shade. Child, this is the beef that we deserve, okay? Beverly Hills, they might dress like Vogue magazine, but their level of dressing doesn't match their constant recycled entertainment that they provide us. Potomac, now they might struggle a little bit in the fashion department. They might, the stuff on their hangers might not, you know, be as good but beverly hills couldn't sit next to potomac on their best day okay and i'm not gonna say it a motherfucking again y'all those two shows and beverly hills honestly they got my gears they got me working and twerking and slurping and burping all week long that those were some good good episodes i loved it all it really got me going. Ooh, Candy, I'm cu- I'm sorry, not Candy. Ooh, Latosha, I'm coming for your place. Ain't nothing you can tell me. Y'all, I love it. I hope y'all enjoyed the episodes as much as I do. I hope y'all are going to watch the Encore like I am. I hope y'all are watching Roni. I hope y'all are watching The Bachelorette. I hope y'all are watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I hope y'all are watching Family Karma. I hope y'all are watching the encore. I hope y'all are watching whew, Big Brother. Damn, it's a lot of shit on TV. I hope y'all are still watching Married to Medicine. I hope y'all are watching Shaws of Sunset. I hope y'all are finally back on Potomac Return of the Mac. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Woo. Let me stop before I fuck around and get sued by the Apple Podcast or something. Y'all, that's all I got in me. I enjoyed the hell out of those shows and I needed to. Who's
get it out. You know what? I'll see y'all in a couple days with your scripted episode, the low-key finale. Ooh, I can't wait. See ya! As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me, housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at housewivesmarvelpodcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.